Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Until we make the 53, I think everybody's still fighting for, for spots, you know, quite honestly. And, you know, we, we know we know a few guys are going to make – Josh Allen's going to make the team. I mean, we know that. Trevor's going to make the team. But, you know, there are guys competing for, for roster spots. And, and um, you know, until until we, you know, make that 53 final, I think, I think these guys need to understand that. In shocking news, Josh Allen is going to make the 53-man roster, but there will be roster cuts coming that we will talk about shortly. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and Brent Martineau joining us today. Good Thanks to see time. you guys. Yes, I just spent uh, about almost two hours hard. talking off yep. Brian Sexton's ear about uh, life. You say, I'm you say that. Yeah, no, mostly life. <laughs> so, so just a quick story. Um, I was the sports director at... Fox and CBS, where he is now the sports director, yeah. and he came in as a young cat. What was uh, that? Fifteen yeah. years ago, you've been yeah, here? fifteen years. Wow. Mm. Yep. You would never think that. Yeah. No, you know you've aged very Probably well. Probably a lot nicer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, everyone knew he was talented then. You know what I mean? And, lo- and look what he's done with his career since yes, then. So absolutely. I'm uh, I'm proud to play just a small part in it. Yes. Yeah. Sports yeah. director, ESPN. Yeah. Radio does, broadcast, he does everything. preseason broadcast. You're the busiest man in sports. But the best thing that's ever happened in 15 years is Diet Coke. Here <laughs> right. the that is a big I'll look topic right into in the, the camera for that one. Yep, absolutely. Free commercial from me. Yeah, we're happy with that now. Oh, I love it. It's the best. We haven't talked about the new Coke machine here. It hasn't made the rundown. No, I just yes. used it for the first time. There it's is a Coke machine now in the stadium. I think it's called Freestyle. If we're going to be correct, yes. Yeah. And that is why all these employees are so happy all of a sudden. I haven't hit it yet. It sounds like it's not head coach Doug Peterson. He has a small part in it. It's the Coke machine in the stadium. Yeah. All right. That's made the biggest very difference. Good. <laughs> all right, let's very get into big things, shall cool. we? Big thing one is the clock. The clock is ticking for the starters, and the clock is ticking to make these final roster spots. This is what makes Saturday's third preseason game so important, the last chance to make an impression. Yeah, you know, for, for me, I, I do want to see our starters play a little bit longer, go, go a little bit deeper in the second quarter. You know, our defensive starters haven't played a ton in the first two games. They've, they've done well. They just haven't played a whole lot, so I want to see them play a little bit more uh, in this in this game, and and uh, same with the offense, you know, and, and just again, just start seeing the consistency with those two units. Um, but yeah, I think overall, kind of treating this like a like we would a normal in-season game plan type, you know, game. 
Big thing, too, is the driver's seat. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence progressing in the preseason, coming off a great practice Monday night, going 16 for 20 and 11 on 11. Not as crisp in today's Wednesday practice, but great self-awareness from the quarterback. For me, you know, obviously I want to make a jump because that's going to help this team win. You know, I guess, like I've said before, if the quarterback doesn't play well, you're not going to win many games. So in order for us to get to where we want to be come, you know, January, going to have to play well. So I'm, I'm excited to have that opportunity, and I think this system offers that. And we got a lot of answers, um, got a great scheme. And then obviously we have talent everywhere, especially, you know, receiver, tight end, running back, um, up front. The guys have been playing great. So I'm, I'm just excited to really see what we can do this year. And big thing three is the Steelers coming to play the Jaguars this Saturday in the third preseason game. And the Steelers are known for a great running team, a great test for this defense that has improved from week one to week two. Same thing here, you know, learning a new scheme and uh, you, you run fits and different gaps that you have to protect and defend. And, you know, it's just it's just different styles. And, and uh, but at the same time, you see you see improvement. You know, we saw improvement a little bit this past week uh, against, you know, a Cleveland's rush. And then, you know, we got to take it up another notch, you know, this Saturday against Pittsburgh, who kind of prides himself in running the football. So, um it's a matter of just continuing to work together, getting more reps on the field with those starters, um, and, and I think you'll begin seeing you know a little more improvement in that that area. And there you have it. Those are big thing, big things getting ready for a third preseason game this Saturday. And I want to go back to big thing two because I think that's the biggest topic we all have coming off the practice field today. Monday night, Trevor looked great. I would argue his best practice of training camp. Today, not as Crips. The ups and downs are going to happen, and especially going against this defense, we're seeing this defense improve almost practice to practice. And it's a great challenge for this offense. You know, if, if you want to know just how well, how far Trevor Lawrence has come from year one to year two, he stood at that podium today and said, hey, look, we had an intense practice under the lights in cool weather on Monday night, and then have a day off, and then we come out here and it's hot, and we got to grind through it. Right. I'm paraphrasing. But that's what he was saying is we've got to learn to be better when the conditions aren't as good as they were on Monday night. And I thought, no, there's your quarterback. Right? Yeah. And the other thing about this is I think he was a t sense agitated by the fact that he yeah. did not perform that well today. Yeah. And that's a good thing, too. I asked Christian Kirk later. I said, do you guys get motivated by a practice like this? Because, listen, so long, camp. You're going to have some good days, some right. not so great days. I mean, anybody, that's logical. But he said, yeah, we're motivated by it. So he'll be interested in short practice tomorrow if they come out tomorrow and just look a little more crisp if they get the chance to do it in that setting, the final one at Episcopal. But it did not look good today. You can't sugarcoat it. It was no. not a good day for the offense. There was a good throw to Zay Jones over the middle, and you and I were standing there. And, went, and so I talked to him afterwards. And he said, you know, these are those dog days of camp where you've played a couple of preseason games, so you think you should be getting into the regular season routine. But there's still two preseason games to go. They've got to practice tomorrow. They've got to be out there in Atlanta on their practice field next week. So you really have to get the mental side <laughs> of it down. And he said a practice like this sends you back to watch film and hear from the coaches and dials you up tomorrow will be better. Right, and I think everyone can agree they want training camp to get here sooner rather than later the end of it because it is the dog days. We've been out there for three weeks and you get, all right, there's kind of a grind now of being out here in the hot sun every single day. I think we saw that today. From By the, the way, offense. it was like really hot <laughs> and uh, really, state. really hot. And you had five or six guys in the tent at different times today yep. uh, because they hadn't been out in this heat really since last Wednesday right. because they had walked through, then a game, then a day off, then a walk through, then a night practice, then a day off, and now back out. And it hit them. 
Yeah. I mean, you could tell it really hit him. And one other thing about the offense, I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw one interception so far this camp, threw two today. I'll tell you how not so great the offense was. Yeah, it just really looked like a timing issue. They just couldn't get things going. And we've seen from the offense before, they start slow, but they pick it back up. Today, well, they just couldn't seem to pick it up. And if people are alarmed by that, just you know, hit the brakes. I mean, that's that's what training camp is. Right. No, Nobody has a training camp where you're like, man, I didn't see a bad practice. Nobody. No player, no side of the ball, no coach. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, camp has been pretty good until this point. I think this was the biggest. They've stubbed their toe a couple of times. But this is the one you where he went, yeah, they're dragging through mm-hmm. this one today. Yeah. So. And credit to the defense as well. I mean, we'll say there's been very few days where I've walked off that practice field going, eh, the defense didn't look great today. They have had a steady improvement throughout camp, I thought. Uh, you know, they've got a nice mix. Brent, we were talking about this the other day. What you get inside with Devon Hamilton, the way that he's played the first two games, along with Foley Vatukasi and with Roy Hamilton, on Monday, or pardon me, on Friday against the Browns, they were great. I mean, they really played well, which when they play well, everyone else plays well behind them. Yeah, I think the defense has been unbelievable, mm-hmm. really, in camp. I mean, and it translated to the game the other night when everybody was out there, most specifically Josh Allen, Fadakasi, getting you him bet. back, and Alukin, who I think is really the biggest piece, probably get everybody organized. And we still haven't seen it with Devin Lloyd, which yeah, will be fun to see when that happens. But they have been good, and you can't sleep on them. They've got me excited, this defense and the scheme, and even the way Trevor talks about it, it looks different to him than it did a year ago. So, listen, long way to go. We'll see how it plays off. We can't get overly excited. All mm-hmm. those things. We know that. We've been around it long enough. Yep. But they bring it kind of every day, and they brought it again today. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you talk about the running game being a quarterback's best friend. Defense is as well. If that defense can give him the ball back, right? Last year didn't do it enough. If they can create some turnovers, create some short fields, and and he can get out there with the running game and dominate. I mean, you can see where these dominoes start to fall yep. when you have the talent on both sides of the ball. And Trevor said that today when he looks at this roster from a year ago. He sees a significant upgrade in the talent. Well, for $175 million, <laughs> you're the most ever spent so. in free agency yeah. and the number one pick in every round. You would expect that they had got there. But it hasn't always been that way, right? I mean, we, we've had expectations of money they've spent, of draft picks they've made, and they haven't paid off. First month of camp? I don't think there's been any disappointments. Absolutely. And the biggest questions, we saw James Robinson for one of the first times in a team period today, and I think that's the biggest question. Do you have James Robinson week one? At this point, Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator, spoke this morning. Do you have Devin Lloyd week one? I'm at that point where I have to ask because we haven't seen him all training camp. We thought maybe we'll see him this week. Maybe we see him tomorrow. He's off to the side again today. I'm at the point where I'm wondering when Devin Lloyd will be back as well. Yeah, I don't think we see Devin Lloyd Saturday night, of course. He yeah. hasn't practiced enough for that, no. uh, and even for me. And I'm not even like – And if you don't see him Saturday, Saturday you're not going to see him at Atlanta. Well, right. I do wonder about that. I question that a little bit because – Do you and have the to play I, him? Yeah. The reason I say that, Brian, is because I didn't think all these guys would play in the Hall of Fame game. And Peterson put those guys out there, right. a lot of them. And so I wonder if – you but take Lloyd for a few snaps, Maybe. even if it's not with all the ones. Because I don't, I agree with you. I don't think the ones are going right. to play. Right. But I wonder if they feel like they have to get him something, or or maybe it's him talking. On the front end, with the Hall of Fame game, I understood it a little bit more because you had time to get these guys back if you had some That's of these true. soft tissue injuries. Mm-hmm. On the backside of it, Brent, I, I agree with you. I mean, I wanted to see Travis Etienne in week one because I thought, look, if, if he's going to take some time, get him those reps. But I just wonder, you know, what's the benefit to him of playing seven, eight, nine yeah. snaps? I'm as okay if he doesn't. To, as opposed to having a couple more weeks. Because remember, you have that week between this year, between right. the, the last preseason game. You have a full week and then game week. So there's more time to get him there. And let's be honest. He's a rookie. 
You have a long-term perspective with him. If he's not ready to go week one, okay, he's not ready to go week one. Chad Mooma's gotten better yeah. and looks yeah. like he, he can step in and play. Mm-hmm. When you get Devin Lloyd back, be sure you've got him back. Right. Yeah, if you're going to make a little wager here and those guys playing James Robinson or Devin Lloyd, yeah. I mean, you'd probably be better off betting against that, maybe a Diet Coke on the line, you know, for next week. And just get them to the get them to the regular season opener. Like I'm okay with it. But I do question again, I was surprised by Doug Peterson how many guys he played mm-hmm. in that Canton, Ohio game. So now I'm just wondering a little bit about Doug. The and, mindset. Yep. And saying, okay, maybe he thinks he does need to play. Uh, but I'm certainly okay if Robinson, Lloyd don't play until Washington. So I I mean i I'm old school, right? I go back to nineteen ninety five with this team and I remember training camp being Double days, in pads, full contact, and, and not even thinking twice. And Monday night, they're tackling Travis Etienne. I'm going, whoa, what, what are we doing here, right? You've um, changed. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you do because that's the way the league has evolved. You, you're trying to get your guys through. And, and Lagerman, if he were here, would be the first one to say, hey, look, he's all for the player safety, right? Get these guys to the regular season. Um, but part of me wants to see everybody play and get a couple of snaps in every game. But that's just not the way that we do it in this game I know. Anymore. We have to be patient, which is annoying. It is. And I would say that, that if Devin Lloyd isn't ready week one or even week two, fine. Wait. I right. Long-term perspective. You're so right. This is a guy you hope plays 12, 13 right. years for you. You right. can't mess around with a hamstring either. No. Because it'll be all year if you bring it back to well, early. When Leonard totally Fournette true. popped his hamstring on opening day in 2018, that was it. Yeah. it ruined the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It wasn't the same. And that is big things when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some this or that on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You don't the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. We are back, Jaguars Drive Time, on a Wednesday. Happy to have Brent Martineau here with us. John Ozier joining us back shortly in a couple of weeks, dealing with a family matter, and we are wishing him well, but he will be back with us for all of those asking. It is time for This or That, presented by Price.com, Comparison and Contrasting. Brian, what do well, you have? Well, I'll play off what we were just talking about. You know, Last year was the first year that they had three preseason games, brand-new format, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in 1978, they went to a four preseason game because they had six before right Mm. so they've gone from six Six. to four to three and i'm asking is that the right number they have four this year because of the extra game the 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 game in canton so is four the right number because you can use the first and the fourth to really see young guys and use those two in the middle to get the work you need done or is three the right number 
Or is two the right number? What is the right number of preseason games? I like three. I think, three I think is the great. three is right. I don't think we're going to get to two anytime soon, but I don't mind the three. At least it's not four yeah. <laughs> overall. I think that's the best although, part of it. Although we do the broadcast and get a chance to enjoy. Oh, we, we love so I, yeah, I'll the preseason. So I'll take four any day. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. I also love the fact that he doesn't look old enough to be the historian, but he also can throw out 1978 oh, like it does. was just yesterday. Oh, yeah. Why did, He's got some stories now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a football geek. I'll say this. I, I, um, I, I think people... They stay in the here and now. When 1978 was you know, 40 years ago, right? So they, they forget that they used to play 14 regular season games and six preseason games. Six. Six? There was no offseason. No. Guys came to camp for six weeks to get in shape. Just, you know, as a matter of perspective, so that you're looking at where we are now with the OTAs and the offseason work. Of course, guys back then also had jobs selling tires or <laughs> hanging drywall. And would come now back they, to work. Now they make enough money they don't have to. So it's just... We've evolved. The game has evolved. I just, I, I'll say I'd like to see four preseason games just because I think that it allows you the time. Now, I, I don't want to go to six weeks of training camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, that extra game because I think you can play all the young guys in week one, right? You can mix a, sprinkle a couple guys in here. But by the time you get to the last week in Atlanta practice, then your guys sit for almost two weeks, right? I like that. I think that gives it more flexibility. We're never going back to it. And no. I think you're I'm about right. to say, if this happens, this is all your fault. Yeah, oh, we're so never going back. Never to going. It. Back. And we're probably at least two cycles of the CBA, which is like two decades. Yeah, from away going from to just two games. Right. That you go to two, then you know the next leverage point in the negotiation is 18 regular season games. Yeah. And two, games. and they're not going there. So. Yeah, I, two. I don't think you can get enough in. I just think with Doug Peterson's team this year, the fourth game fits. Yeah. The extra work and no, the opportunity it helps. to get a team ready to play. Definitely. All right, Brent. What do you got? My turn for this or that. I'm going to the left guard spot because I think all of a sudden when we went into this camp, right, and we saw right tackle is really the only starting position yep. battle yep. that you were keyed in on outside of kicker. Right. Well, now all of a sudden we've got an emerging competition at left guard based on the way Tyler Shatley played last Friday and Ben Barch, here he comes. Now, interestingly enough, he got first team reps today in practice Then he goes out of practice. He got hit by maybe dehydration. We don't know exactly, but he was actually throwing up on the sidelines. So he had to go in that tent. Bad day to be sick. Yeah, but he got the first team reps and that says a lot to me. Now, this game is huge Mm -hmm. for the left guard spot and also a big deal, I think, for the comfortability of this offense and Doug Peterson. Because one of the things that Peterson said to us last week was that Luke Fortner, he's really good and he's going to be good. But it's nice having Shatley right next to him if he misses a call or doesn't see something that a veteran can see. Right. So you're taking that element out, and I kind of like that element in. But I also love the idea that potentially Ben Barch is going to go beat him out because that's a guy you drafted and have developed now. Mm-hmm. And if you get Cam, Barch, Fortner, Sheriff, and Walker Little or Jawan Taylor, you could have that line for the next three to five years here in Jacksonville yep. going forward with Trevor Lawrence taking snaps. Well, look, all due respect to Tyler Shatley, right? Here's a guy who the showed best. up here in, in 2014 yeah. as an undrafted rookie, and they, they gave him a roster spot because they didn't think they'd be able to get him through the practice squad. And he's been here. In 17, they don't go to the playoffs if when Brandon Linder goes down, you know, he missed five weeks, five games. Yep. Yeah. In the middle of the heart of the season, if he can't step in and give them turn seamless. But he's a break glass in case of emergency guy, as far as I'm concerned. He's, he doesn't have the size and the length, I think, like Barge does, to be that consistent force. I think he's a guy that you want at guard, you want at center. He's more valuable to you in that role than he is as a starter. Barge played 11 games last year, started 11 games, and played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to, and you probably have too, uh, Phil Rauscher, the offensive line coach, and I said, give me a guy 
that we really need to be paying attention to. Who's the next Tyler Shatley? He said, I've been thrilled with Ben Barch. Um, no, nah, I just I throw a wrinkle into it. I think Walker Little is your right tackle. I think Juwan Taylor ought to be getting some reps at guard. Really? I think he would be a Pro Bowl caliber guard. He's such a powerful guy in a phone booth. I think he would, literally, I think he would vault from, who's Juwan Taylor? He's a right tackle. To, have you seen Juwan Taylor? He's going to hit the free agent market as a guard. And I know he didn't like it last year when people asked him because tackles make more money than guards. Of course. But the guard next to you makes 18 million bucks a year. Right, well, you'd be okay with that. 18. I would think playing guard would be good. <laughs> playing guard's better than the bench. Yeah, I would. I, yeah. I, don't be surprised if you don't see at some point, um, uh, Juwan Taylor getting some reps at guard. Because Juwan Taylor's been pretty good so far now. No, yeah. he's holding him off. Yeah, yeah. but but Walker Little just long term. He just I agree. He's you. more fluid and and better moving sideways than Juwan is. What I could see happening, it's similar to what we talked about with Jawan Taylor and Walker Little. I could see Jawan Taylor and Shatley being the guys starting week one, but then when Walker Little enters the lineup and when Ben Barch enters the lineup, that's it. Then they keep them. But I, I hate to do the respect thing, but I could just see them going with that group, and then once they go in and they play well enough, they're not going respect. back. There's nothing wrong with respect. It sends a message to your locker room when you, when you send the respect. And you're talking about two guys who have been here for a while and who have earned their stripes. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I mean no disrespect to either one of them. I'm looking objectively at it, and I think Barch and Little are your guys. But oh. those two, if they're in the lineup, they can help you. Let yeah. me look organizationally real quick, too, is that if Walker Little doesn't play right tackle, yeah. you run the risk of putting a second-round draft pick from last year on the bench for two straight seasons. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, that's great job by Jawan Taylor to hold him off and, and credit to mm-hmm. him for winning the battle. But that's not going to look good with that second-round pick, that 45th overall. No. I mean, you got to play these guys sooner or right. later. So that brings that conversation yeah, into and play. I, and no, I, I see both sides, yeah. I look at him, and I think he's ready to go now. He does look ready to go. If it's yeah. this close of a battle, I can so see it's at the point you got to play him at this point. Well, because this is, if not, it doesn't look like a good draft pick. This is also the last year of Juwan Taylor's contract. Right. He's on a four-year deal right on his rookie contract. And so – you're going to have to be making a call about that. You might as well, if it's that close, and it seems go that with way. the guy who's got plenty of time on his deal. Mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff. We're going to find out more about that in Saturday's game. We're going to find much more about this last wide receiver spot, depending on if they keep five or six receivers. This is fascinating to me. Laquan Treadwell or LaVisca Chenault, which is crazy to even put in the universe that LaVisca Chenault might not make this football team. If they keep six receivers, I think both of them make it. If you keep five receivers, this is your last spot. And gosh, I make the argument after watching training camp every single day, I think Laquan Treadwell deserves it. Yeah, here's the deal. I think uh, the Jags don't have a competition at all at the wide receiver spot. And I think those five guys are going to make it. And also Jamal Agnew, I think there's going to be a sixth because of his returnability. And I think they're going to keep six guys. Now, you could be right. If it's a numbers game and it comes down to five, that would be very interesting. But I don't see them. Because you have to keep Agnew. That's well, one you of have spots. to keep back. Yeah, uh, you have to. I would think, and also he gives you wrinkles on offense. So there's plenty of reason to keep him. And I like what Treadwell has done. But I'm a fan of Chenault. I'm more of a fan than anybody else. I think he can have a bounce back year, and he too gives you Brian another guy that you might have to game plan for as a defense, right. even if you just use him for 12 snaps a game. And we wouldn't have seen that so far. I mean, they're not going to give that away in the preseason, right? I, we've seen them do some things on the practice field with him. I have when he's been practicing. If I was basing it on practice today, I'd say LaVisca because he had a really good day today. He did have a good day today. Um, I I tend to lean with you on this one. I think Chenault's a guy that they've got wrinkles for. I 
I don't think he's a receiver as much as I think he's a jackknife, you know, yeah. a utility infielder to use your baseball yeah. uh, background. He's Jose Kendo. He can do a lot of different things. You're smiling because you know Sexton with baseball. No. Not he only that, it. but you went to the way back machine yeah. again. He, well, yeah, I'm really That's old. His thing. It's yeah. Well, I get people going. They're looking it up now. I think I think he can do a lot of different things for you. And and just on Agnew. People forget last year against Denver, he set the franchise record for the longest scoring play in franchise history. And then the next week against the Cardinals, he did it again, right? No, you I can't mean, let that guy back go. Two yeah. back weeks. And then he scored on a 66-yard reception and a 39-yard run. Uh, oh, no. No, he is at – I don't think he's six, by the way. I think he's your return man, and he's fourth or fifth. No, yeah, I agree. I think he gives you that many oh, He looked good at practice today, too. He did. Him and Chanel had good practices, and, and Treadwell has team. been good, to your point. Yeah, yeah, and I think I just could see the argument to use Treadwell more, which is a great problem to have. I agree. I, I don't think you can let either of those guys go, so you have to keep six, yeah, which eliminates know, my argument, but it's okay. okay you know what I think? You know <laughs> well, it's a good <laughs> argument because they don't always keep six. Yeah. You know what I think in, in, a, in a small way hurts Laquan is you look at him, he's a big guy, he runs pretty well. And then you've got Zay Jones, who's a big guy who runs really well. Right, You're like, right. well, we got a big guy that runs really well. Similar what we don't styles. have is the jackknife. So mm-hmm. numbers could work against Laquan, but you know he's a guy who made tough catches last year for you when you needed them. So yeah, you have a hard time letting that talent go. I brought this up the other day. If you guys remember, though, a time where really there's not a battle for that last I mean, potentially it's a battle here, but let's just say they keep six. Mm-hmm. There's nobody creeping in on that. No, we've had it's Keelan a huge Cole drop and off. Alan Hearns and all yeah. these other guys. And I was really looking at Jawan Winningham as a guy who, out of the spring, looked good. But I don't think there's anybody knocking on the door out of those six guys. And you wouldn't be surprised if they, when they add the practice squad receivers, that none of them are are here in camp now. Yeah, because there's nobody that you're going. Well, that guy's absolutely on the practice squad. At least I haven't seen it. Maybe they have. What's the craziest is I was just talking to someone on the staff today about this. Do you remember a time last year when LaQuad Treble was your number one guy? At this point last year, or not this point last year, but at the end of last season, we were talking about Treble being like the go-to guy, the number one guy. And now we're talking about making the roster. Yeah. That's Shows how sign. far they've come. That Absolutely. is a good sign. All right, and that is this or that presented by Price.com. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, and look at the preseason broadcast. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, on a Wednesday post-practice coming off the training camp field. We have one more training camp practice tomorrow at Episcopal High School. It is crazy to think. I want to say it has gone by fast, but it really hasn't. Back on Jaguars Drive Time with Brian Sexton and Brent Martineau. The last day, and we got to give a shout-out to Episcopal. It was seamless. It was a great training camp. There were zero issues, zero wrinkles, and when this was presented, I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot. And it hasn't. Good people that um, have been excellent hosts, and it certainly has worked out being so close. I mean, you, you think it's up Atlantic Boulevard a little way. It's, <laughs> it's a seven-minute drive. That's it. Yeah. It, 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 for the, um, the circumstances this year, I don't think they could have asked for anything better. Yeah, thankfully I got here on time because it's so close. Right. I mean, that's, that's a miracle. <laughs> and you change your shirt. Yeah, I mean, that's a miracle. No problem. By the way, a shout-out to Episcopal. Uh, and also a shout out to the operations staff here yeah. uh, with the Jaguars uh, because they did a fantastic they job. Did. I thought it was from our vantage point, from a media standpoint, yeah. I thought it was it felt the same. Like there was nothing different. You wouldn't I understand have there were buses and there, for everybody else yep. on the inner workings. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'd go back there again next year, but you don't have to because you got this new thing. Well, and Doug's good about letting <laughs> us wander all around the fields. Not every coach is that open, and mm-hmm. and and there's some shade. In one corner of the field. First shade in the history of Jaguars training camp, right? Yeah, Yeah, so I found that quickly, and I really appreciate it. But it's 
what's coming here next year with this new facility and the Turf. covered stands for folks. Uh, it's going to be an amazing training camp venue every year. So it, it wasn't as much fun not having fans out there mm -hmm. to interact with the players this year. But from this point forward, they'll fill the stands up. It is worth the wait. Absolutely. Yeah, I did miss folks. the fans, too. So it'll be nice to yeah, have it's them a back. Big difference. It's nice seeing the fans out have there. Have the energy that they bring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Well, you two are on the preseason radio, or TV broadcast along with Bucky Brooks. And I want to talk to you guys about the production meetings because I think that's so valuable a time where you can sit with Trevor Lawrence or sit with Coach Peterson. I thought we were going to evaluate like me on the sideline. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. The I want to talk about how you did. Yeah, hold on. Let me call this up. <laughs> we have some notes. Um, I want to hear the takeaways from the first week of doing that because that's a time where they can kind of let their guard now. They're not standing in front of a huge press conference and they can just talk. Well, a year ago, uh, we had uh, one in person with Trevor Lawrence. Remember that upstairs in the upper club? And I remember thinking, wow, I mean, this kid really is everything that they thought that they said he was. And when he walked in and sat down the other day, he still dazzled me with his, his understanding of the process of what we were trying to get done, of his understanding of the big picture of this franchise and, and where it is, uh, and his ability to just sit back and go, I'm really excited to see Zay Jones. And to tell us why. And not give away anything, right? But to, you know, give us a storyline that we can work with. If you like him because of the player that he is, you would love him as a person. He's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love this part of the job. I love this part of August, being mm -hmm. able to, on the sidelines, go to the production meetings. I always tell anybody that will listen, PR folks or anybody else in the building, like, I wish I could go to these every week. Right. right. Because you do learn a little bit something. It is a different setting away from the microphone. And uh, last week we had Josh Allen in. He was terrific, by the way. The energy of Josh Allen, what yeah. he's done to really embrace, I think, this city, this franchise, and this year, where there could be a lot of pressure on him. And I even said in the production meeting, I said, you look more free than I've ever seen you he's a good personality guy as we all know but he is like ready to go yeah and to the point where you would buy a lot of stock on Josh Allen for what this year might look like and then you said it about Trevor and it doesn't surprise me but even him he's getting more comfortable around everyone here in Jacksonville they didn't get that luxury last year for no. these new guys coming in with with the rules and restrictions and COVID and we're back to normal and then there's Doug Peterson and the biggest part of it it is such a great hire because it's a perfect fit uh, forget about the football stuff. We all know this place, this building, this locker room, this city, I think needed Doug Peterson. And I think you feel that a lot of times off a microphone, but I think we felt that a little bit more in the production meetings too. It's it's a terrific fit. He's fun. Um, yep. He knows what this is, this league is. And obviously that wasn't the case last year uh, when we were in those kind of meetings. I mean, he, look, he came into the league with Shula and Marino, and then he went to Holmgren and Favre in Green Bay, and then he connected with Andy Reid in Philly and went to Kansas City with him and then went to Philly himself. He has seen it. Big markets, historic markets, small markets. He understands what the situation is here. It was a great it was great to come in with Trevor Lawrence, but to come in with the owner building the practice facility, this is a great job, and he knows it, mm -hmm. and he's really excited about it, and that comes through. Yeah, and just the stress-free nature of him. I will say today when the offense wasn't looking as good, there was an illegal formation with a wide receiver, and I thought, uh-oh, Coach Peterson might get a little mad about this, and he just picked up the football and said, next group. Yeah. Like, yeah. no need to yell, right. no need to do anything, just – Get off the field next group. Well, how about Monday night, too? He even applauded uh, Mike Caldwell, who was coaching from the sideline, called a timeout before a field goal. And, like, two times he was like, that was a good call. That was a good call. <laughs> I mean, you can feel that out yeah. there. And he's also, I think, bringing along his 
Offensive coordinator yeah. is an offensive coordinator for the first time. Yeah. Defensive coordinator Having a coach uh, for him. the first time with Mike Caldwell. And I think he enjoys that because I asked him in the production meeting, yeah. you could have been playing a lot of golf, man. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't have to do this. No, Life was okay. This be a stressful gig. Yeah. But I think he really missed it and, he, and he's happy to be here. Uh, Clay Harbor, who we have coming up on our show this afternoon, he played for him in Philly. Interesting. And he just chuckled. The former Jack's tight end, by the mm-hmm. way, Clay Harbor. Uh, he was out of practice today. He chuckled when I asked him about Peterson. Uh, at practice day, he just said everybody loved him. Yeah, everybody loved him. He was a QB coach then. Yep, uh, but everybody loved him. I think you get that vibe. You guys know it better than me because you're in the building. You know what time. he is? He is the big brother this franchise needed. He's yeah. put his arm around it and said, "Let me show you how Come we on, win." Let's here. go. Yeah, I, I know exactly what to do. Let's go do it. Yeah, a franchise that I don't panic's the wrong word. Anxiety might be the right word. But you know, they've been. What do we do? How do we get this thing jump started again? Right. Well, and then the quarterback shows up, and now the coach shows up. It's, it, it, it just feels right. Well, that is our look at the preseason broadcast. When you come up on Jaguars Drive Time, some closing thoughts here on the Jaguars Digital Network. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all their available inventory. We are back one more segment on Jaguars Drive Time with Brent Martineau and Brian Sexton. I am Ashlyn Sullivan, and Brent is the busiest man in the sports media here in Jacksonville. So what do we have going up this week? Uh, yeah, we got, well, we got an afternoon show on ESPN 690 this afternoon. I mentioned Clay Harbor will be coming on, yeah. and we'll have a special announcement about that and some others, former Ooh. Jags, along the way in the upcoming weeks. That won't happen today. Uh, you know we have high school football season. You know we have high school football season that <laughs> yeah. starts on Friday yeah. uh, over there at Bishop Kenny, but it does everywhere for us. And then on Saturday we'll be right here at the stadium. We have countdown to kickoff uh, right before kickoff uh, on Fox 30 uh, coming up on You know, I, um, I am so excited that next week we're in Atlanta. And the game is on Saturday. I'm driving back for Friday night football. I love that. I don't. You wanna, are. I don't want to. I'm driving all the way back. The uh, Bishop Kenny's playing First Coast. I'm going to race back after production meetings and come down and watch the game, and then go back and do the game on Saturday. I don't want to miss it. You only get so many of these. Oh, that's so. awesome. So a lot of the folks out here don't understand that. They'll be like, Brian, you're crazy. But oh, someday no. they'll do the yeah, same you do. thing, and you will too. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're crazy right now because I don't have kids. You, like, yeah, man, that's a lot of but driving. You but you, you, uh, we both have kids. He's got two seniors. I've got a senior and a junior. And when they get ready to go off to school and they're almost gone, and there are people who watch this that know that, um, you, you, you count the days. I mean, you, you only have so much time. I'm not going to let one Friday night football miss. I'm, I, there's nothing that can get in the way of Friday night football. I don't care who's on the phone. I will be there on Friday night no matter who calls me. Are, are you the front row, Dad? Where if are you Pope sitting calls, in the stands? If the Pope calls. No, do you know who I, do you know, do you know who I spend my time with? Uh, Mayor Curry's son plays at BK, and he and I walk back and forth. Oh, you're back a walker. And forth. There's walk. always a type of dad. Yeah. yeah. We, we you're walk. a walker. You yeah. sit. Like, my dad everything. put his chair right behind center field fence, would try to talk to me. I'm like, yeah. Dad, please get away from <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Like, no, there's I, always a type of dad. Yeah. I've, a, I've actually asked my daughter, I said, Do you want me to go out to center field? No. And she said, No. Don't be that dad. Well, no, please. but she was pitching. So I was behind the plate. She's video. So you're <laughs> And I'm like, Do you want me to go to center field? She said, No. She kind of liked it. So I'm like, Hey, I'm there. Jeez. <laughs> Enjoy it. At least for now. Until this it's is, a bad outing. This is a my terrible fault. flashback. Yeah. Chad, yeah. please leave me alone. Were Stop you a good talking. center fielder is the question. No. Oh, and, so that, was and that was you, the then. problem. Was <laughs> there was always this analysis of what I could do better in between pitches. Uh, it's not far away. Hey, I'm excited for uh, for this Friday night's Jamboree game. So oh, it's, you know, awesome it, stuff. It comes quick. Well, Brent, thank you for joining us. It was good to be here, guys. Jaguars Drive yeah, Time. We'll have Jaguars be. Drive Time back for you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We will see you then. 
Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.